two lands of Drake and Hillian. One ruled by dragons, the other fought over by bickering devils and demons. Twin isles they are in strife and story, with histories full of gold and glory. So won't you listen? Take a seat to the tale I'll be spinning. Are you ass? Oi, shut it! Well, if you're polite and if you're able, take a seat at my humble table for another round of fate and fables. Hello, my name is Matthew Jackson and I will be your bard, guide and storyteller. This is A Jin's Wish, Chapter 1. And we're going to be joined by two voice actors, uh, Raymond Martini. Uh, good day, good day. And uh, Luke Mason. How are we all this evening? Oof. <laughs> Here we are. So, before we can really get into it, we have to talk about um, the characters that are going to be playing. And to talk about the characters, you sort of have to talk about where those characters have come from. So, uh, Edvard, played by Raymond Martini, is uh, a gnome, as is Jaren, played Both by... Names. Luke. Me. So uh, both of these gnomes come from uh, a series of islands called the Weeping Isles, just off of Hellion. Um, we both grew up on the Isle of Joy, which is one of the isles. I'm sorry, but if you're if you're talking as about your character's history, you have to be talking as your character. As my character. What, why uh, don't you introduce yourself? I think that might be better. That'd be fantastic. Well, this is Jaren Jeeb's Bramble Dank. He is the Bramble Dankest gnome bard that has ever been. He is approximately three feet tall. He has purple hair, wears leather and such. And he carries a loot axe as his uh, weapon and instrument of choice. He's a beautiful boy. Um, and Edvard? Uh, good evening. Uh, I am Edvard Pipedwell Glint. Uh, known for his dexterous abilities. I am a trained monk. Uh, in my youth, I would bound about the local inns and taverns and sing songs and play my pipe to those who would listen. So so both of these gnomes grew up on the Isle of Joy, uh, one of the three islands, and it's basically <sighs> a place. continual party island um, of just chaotic, messy hedonism. Um, they are Things brothers... Things most. They are, they are brothers in all but blood. Um... They, uh, while Jaren often uh, went around the lower circles of the Isle of Joy um, through, I believe it's called the Circle? The, the cir- Circus. The Circus, the with circus. lots of tents and lots yeah. of... A lot of lean-tos um, and displays. <laughs> and that's where he mastered uh, the craft of storytelling, singing, uh, entertaining people. Various um, forms of thievery, too. He would often uh, go up to the inner circles of uh, the Isle of Joy, where the aristocrats have their parties, and find dinner parties, and would sneak his way in under guise and wit. Various and, disguises and different yeah. characters, and would practice my sleight of hand on them. And he would, yeah, he would uh, trick them out of their money, often. Uh, Edvard, however, this, these, are, these are the years they were split apart. Uh, Edvard spent his time in uh, the Tower of Sensory Enlightenment. Stumbling in one night after a particularly big one, I woke up uh, to find myself being comforted by the local monks, uh, liking their style. I decided to stay there for the majority of the first floor is basically an orgy. (laughs) And then you you, you didn't didn't even realize you were in in a tower. You just sort of went there. And then over time went up to different layers, uh, different levels of the tower, um, 
like slowly enlightening your mind until you eventually got to the top um, and received a, like a blessing and you understood your body and the world around you in ways you never thought possible. Complete control of every uh, quantum mechanic particle uh, that makes up my existence. Yes, just utter control. So these two <laughs> gnomes have been um, traveling around Drake and Hellion uh, for about a decade now. They have, uh, when they first arrived, they arrived on Drake uh, for a wedding that their friend uh, invited them to that went awry and they they were attacked by a dragon, a great terror of um, the Plume Vale where they were staying. And uh, over time, they managed to vanquish that foe and many others until eventually, which brings us to where we are tonight, through the thrashing rain and the howling winds, you find Edvard and Jaren in a carriage. Um, and you are facing uh, a gnome that you've known before. His name is uh, Borin Trebledrop. Um, Borin Trebledrop. from the Isle of Sadness. It is. It is, is the gnome, a gnome from the Isle of Sorrow. Uh, it is a gnome that is now the chief administrative uh, bureaucrat uh, for the Queen of Sass, for uh, Gnomish royalty. And you two are currently, um, how do I put this, uh, ambassadors of gnome kind. Uh, you are representatives of the Gnomish kingdom. That was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what you said to them when, uh, when you were brought forth to the Queen of Sass. And there were, there were only a few things that um, changed your mind. Um, and it was certainly not uh, boring travel drops, please, for... And we'll, we'll definitely make sure that you uh, celebrate it when you get back. I, I think, actually, for Jaren, that was, that was pretty much... The celebration is what I go for. Yes, yeah. and, and it, was, it was the promise that you'd be able to perform for all of Gnomish kind. Um, I would the, uh, love nothing more than to be viewed and watched as I play my outstanding instrument. Yeah, th- there's a ceremony that happens on the Isle of Joy that's known as the Changing, um, where it's, it's very strange. Um, everybody must change clothes with someone. Um, and it is this idea... <laughs> no, it is, it is this uh, long-supported uh, tradition in Nomishkind. Like, they often change their name. They often change everything. A lot of them don't have houses. It's, it's a very fluid society. A lot of other um, races can't really spend much time on the Isle of Joy because it seems so chaotic and flowing. Mm. Um, but everybody changes clothes um, and often a part of their identity. Um, but there is a big celebration. Um, and everybody watches the palace um, as the Queen of Sass, who is not royalty. She is simply the most popular gnome. The dankest gnome. The dankest gnome in society. Um, she has sent you... So that's, that's the, the promise of a performance was what hooked Jaren. Uh, what hooked Edvard is that um, she agreed to have you on her, um, her line of, of potential suitors uh, in her harem. You lucky bastard. Um, yes, and... and <laughs> There's not much to say about that. Uh, obviously, the Queen of Sass would be... It would, it would denote you to be a prince as well. Good. You'd be in charge of a lot of things, Edward. <laughs> I don't want the responsibility. I sort of just want the popularity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we, are, we find ourselves... We're, we're trundling along in this carriage. You can hear uh, in front of the carriage the... <laughs> of the uh, giant emu-like birds 
um, of great plumage, of many colours, uh, who pull this, this round dome of a carriage uh, in front of you, bouncing every so often uh, with, the, with, the, um, with the road. Uh, Borin is there, um, and he is just... He's been, he's been, like, running his hands together um, over each other in, in a worrisome manner for the majority of your journey. So it's nighttime, it's raining. It's, it's nighttime. It, yeah. it, is, it is maybe the evening. You've been travelling for a long time. You've come straight from the Isle of Joy. Um, these birds uh, actually carried you over see the, the carriage because um, they, they're great swimmers. They can't fly. They can run extreme distances and they can swim great distances. Um, but they, yeah, they, they cannot fly because they're like eagles. Um, but they're very colourful. They're, they're, they're often used to transport royalty and uh, envoys, um, as you've been dubbed. Uh, I'm and feeling very popular this evening. Boren Bor- starts talking to you. So you, you've been uh, j- j- quite uh, festive over the course of this journey, and I, I just thought I might take this moment to make sure that you're certain about where you're going and what you're doing, because you, you've seemed quite drunk the entire time. Ambassadorial duties. The important thing is that it's going to be a banger, really. Dude. Like, I'm really looking forward to just getting this party, like, keep it going. Yes. I'm feeling on point, Boren, don't you worry. Yes, uh, no doubt. You're going to stay on point. Oh, God. No doubt. It begins. Yes. No doubt you will be a fantastic partiers, but... You've been quite jovial yourself, Boren. You seem to, to be in a very good mood. I should describe Boren. He wears a completely <laughs> grey and black suit. He has a small fez, and I mean small, because it sits at the centre of his head. Um, it is, like, HB2 grey. Um, he has a solemn face that rarely moves. Um, he is an oddity in Gnomish kind, uh, but a very useful one, especially in this case for organising this... Bureaucratic purposes. Bureaucratic purposes. Um, <laughs> but you know who your host is and for what you need to do at this party. Because you seemed rather zoned out when we left. Uh, I've been on many substances of alco- alcoholic nature, oh, really. Oh, right. I'll I'll explain explain to you I've, I've forgotten entirely where we're going. I'm I thought it was interrupt. another party. Have, have we left? We're in a carriage, Edvard. The carriage. I, I thought that was the drums. Like no, like... <laughs> <laughs> like your your bum is just like lifted off the seat for a second. Both every, all three gnomes in this in this carriage, as uh, the wheels go over just like a small bump in the road. Um, uh. Would you like to describe how uh, you are dressed, Edvard? Ah, uh, certainly. Uh, I, Edvard uh, Piperbrook Glint, am dressed in the finest of gnomish silks, uh, colours that uh, aren't even visible to the gnomish eye. Uh, ultraviolet, uh, infrared colours, uh, uh, mostly sequins. <laughs> I'm mostly sequined. Must, might I say, you look fabulous, Edvard. I love your silks. Edvard has uh, many piercings uh, all over his face. He has a very finely braided beard. Um, yeah, but classy piercings, not trashy. Classy piercings. Um, like he has, he has about three or four piercings in his nose. None of that stretcher shit. <laughs> <laughs> he has um, braided brass rings and gold rings uh, into his beard, mm. um, which is like... A tight rope that, that just flops underneath his chin, a very fine moustache that is twirled off, um, and yeah, you're both dressed lavishly. How Edvard is dressed in like strapped yeah. leathers. He strapped has leathers are a bit more nicer now that we've actually uh, earned some respect and very time. Yeah, <laughs> right. He strums and uh, picks away at his loot axe, which is in his hands. It is a strange weapon that many people ask him about. Um, 
which is it looks about the size of a ukulele um, for a, for a human. Um, for gnomes, it's it's properly proportioned, but on one edge of the guitar there is a there is a blade. It has seen a lot of work. It has helped me through many battles. Nice. It, and it, songs. Yes. Stories and legends. Courting women and men. It's been a wild ride. So <laughs> the wind and rain thrash down at you. You can just peek out of the small window, uh, the town of Aurabel. You've been traveling in Hellion for a while now. Um, and... <laughs> Our narrator seems to have some gastrointestinal. You hear, uh, you hear. No, that was that was role playing. Boren burps. <laughs> I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, You've had a bit to drink, haven't you, Boren? Something I can't tell. With me. I've, I've had a small about that I thought would settle my stomach, but it didn't. What's your drink of choice again, Boren? I like a brandy. And so you. Yes. Spoil yourself. Thank you. He takes a small flask from his pocket. Um, very small. It's like a little round heart shape. Um, you oh, can see that it's a lovely it is flask, Boron. Oh, thank you very much. The Queen of Sass gave it to me. Did she? She did. You've got some competition Pops there, Edvard. And he just he just slugs a little bit out of it. Like, oh, that's delicious. Edvard looks embittered <laughs> <laughs> and jealous. But uh, Boron doesn't seem to notice. He he seems to be <laughs> staring out the window. Um, look, uh, there's a reason they call it the Obsidian City, and uh, just as. He says this, you, you also peer out curiously and see that um, it is a wonderful city um, from what you can see through the rain. Um, but several of the buildings seem to be to stand out in that they are made from um, a dark black obsidian that almost looks like patches of night sky spotted out into the, the countryside. Um, and you can, you can sort of almost see your winding road uh, up to... Uh, your destination, the Obsidian Palace. Um, so, if your memory is failing you, I'll just remind you. Uh, you are going to meet... Uh, you're going to meet a djinn. Y- you understand what that is. Some kind of magical creature, it, correct? The, the, the powerful djinn, Brimlot. Brimlot is... It's like a genie. Uh, every year, he... Uh, Except uh, the awful from the plane of fire, but uh, he, his kind have been ruling Aurabel uh, since Aurabel existed. Elementals, or no? He's he's a he's a he's a djinn. Um, Is he going to grant me wishes? But perhaps you see that I wish for more silks. Okay, well you have <laughs> the ultimate things. wish. Uh, we we have silks in the trunk for you, Edvard. We do. Yes. He's already granted your wish. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't. Are you a genie? I'm not a genie. Please, uh, you two. The I wish for more wishes. Look, I don't <laughs> think that's how it works. The, those are those are fairy tales. Um, they have good ones too. All right. So, uh, Brimlot grants a wish every year. Uh, he has a party, where he decides who is worthy of this wish. But um, and and the Queen of Sass would quite like that wish, uh, which is what you're here to retrieve. Can he grant anything? I mean, it's a wish. A million camels. Y- yes, but what would you do with them? Sell I'd them. Save money. I mean, I them. guess he could just wish for money. I just cut out the middle man. Look. <laughs> cut out the middle camel. <laughs> I'm going to... Here's the thing I thought you might forget. Is that the Queen of Sass, while she might want the wish, it is not the main reason for you attending this party. What's the main reason? 
we believe that there is particular political turmoil, well, being some of the other gnomes uh, counselling the Queen of Sass, uh, we believe that there is a particular turmoil surrounding this gin and the city of Aurabel, and we just would like you to make sure that he is not uh, planning anything nefarious, uh, looking to destroy our kind and, and hellion and and essentially the, the Weepy Giles eventually. Why would anyone want to destroy us? We have such magnificent uh, culture and uh, joy to drink. listen to. He's quite a stern man. Why did Jean. we let him in? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Why did we let him in? Yes. What do you mean? From where? He's not from the, uh, uh, the fire plane. Or oh, he came on his own regard. And we just... Oh, it was over Wait, a thousand oh, years okay. ago. Th- that many? Yes. Wow been in that tower for a long time. Oh, you're not a thousand. No. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that. A glazed look across his face, and, like, he holds up his finger as he tries to, like, count how old he thinks you might be. No, there's no way you're a thousand. I haven't met a gnome past 400. I'm definitely, like, 39. <laughs> We're quite young, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. We <laughs> often remind ourselves. Jesus. We were born in the same village. <laughs> The fate of our worlds. The fate of the Weeping Isles. I'm we'll be fine. I'm feeling an aneurysm. <laughs> three. Oh. One, oh. two, oh. three. Yes. Bang! Ah! Um, Edvard brings his, both of his hands together in s- the swiftest movements you've ever seen in clap so loud uh, it made uh, Boren wee himself slightly. Um, the... Uh, carriage trundles up um, and eventually stops. Uh, it took about like half an hour, but you eventually got up to the front of the palace. Um, Boren, again, he's gone back to his like running his hands over each other like in a worried state and he goes, oh, just try not to uh, disgrace the Weepy Giles, all right? People don't like gnomes enough as it is. Uh, we have to try so hard sometimes. Well, I have to, a lot of gnomes don't, whatever. Look, please. You're underappreciated, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Oh. If, if, if the case is that we have to impress, should we perhaps use our famous disguises, Edvard? I have uh, packed your disguises into your bags, um, but for the moment... Did we RSVP? Does he know that it's Edvard and Jaren, or is he, he expecting... two representatives are arriving. Oh. Of the Isle of Joy. From the Isle of Joy, yes. We could be any, anything. Well, gnomes, but <laughs> beyond that, we, we, we must stay gnomes. There will be many people at this party. Uh, How many? Uh, like ne- seven? Nearly a hundred. Oh. A few more than seven. Quite a lot of uh, high-flying political types. Ooh. It might be a good opportunity to rub some shoulders for the Queen of Sass. Or rub some lotion on our shoulders for that, you know, youthful look. That is a did Show them how idea. friendly we can be. He, at that point, just opens the door and just, like, lets it dangle open for you to leave. Um, you both look at each other, just knowing that you've really tired this man down, this gnome down. Over the course of, like, <laughs> a, a th- three-day travel, he is... He, he, was, he was not the most party-loving gnome to start with. 
But now he's just like he's, he looks. He looked paler, just wearied. We punished him with puns. You say to Edvard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on my way out of the carriage, I just look at Boren Lock Eyes and say, "Once again, yeah. this was a bad choice. You chose the wrong gnomes. It shouldn't have been us." I know. I wish it were Ravi. And the carriage door just like, Goof. Um, you see that there is another gnome on the back of the carriage that just lifts up two packs and just throw them at you. Um, and they, thought we were ambassadors. Land on the ground. <laughs> That's yeah. our stuff. You see a little <laughs> bit further up, there are other carriages that are arriving, and uh, you see like men and women. Um, men uh, and women? Dressed finely, alighting from carriages. Um, it's like almost people dressed as if it is a ball. Um, you see, uh, like, there's an airship that has docked nearby, um, like, has come down to the ground in which people are coming off. Um, there is a trail of very large lizards that seem to have been, um, there, there's, a, like, a valet, um, a, a man with very ashen skin, um, a very slender, uh, and he's in sort of, like, a, a black butler's outfit, and he is currently trying to wrangle them to a location where they can be kept. Um, but they keep like biting and spitting at him. Um, as as the the cart the the carriage that you arrived on um, starts to go away, gets taken away by the birds. Um, you see a uh, a man come up to you, um, and uh, he is he's got like almost purple skin, um, like very ashy. Uh, it's quite um, he seems to move with a mat with ex- excellent posture. Um, and he, uh, he like, he's got very finely kept hair, like not a, not a hair out of place, um, uh, parting just off to the side, finely combed. Um, he has, uh, two horns just protruding from them. You, you identify him as a tiefling. Um, he has a, um, thin blade by his side, like a very thin blade. It almost looks ornamental. Um, as he arrives at you, uh, he goes, Hello, uh, I, my name is Head Butler, uh, for the, sorry, my title's first, of course. So it's, it's been very busy, okay, organizing this dinner. I'm so sorry that I've had to meet you out here. My name is, uh, Hadlin. Uh, I am the Head Butler of the Obsidian Palace. I work directly for Brimlot, um, and I'm here to usher you to uh, the drinks evening and make sure that you are announced correctly. May I please have your names? It is an honour to meet you firstly. I am Lord Erky Knackle of the Tacon Ron Wood. This is my butler. Lord Introduce Erky yourself, Knackle. butler. Um, Mr. Schiffer. Pick up my things, Mr. Schiffer. Uh, right away, sir. Um, alright. I, I see that you have uh, arrived slightly early, as is often custom with many of our guests, just eager to get in some more time with uh, Master Brimlot. Um, unfortunately, though, uh, Master Brimlot shall not be joining you until dinner commences. Um, How long do we have to wait? Uh, well, I suppose possibly half an hour. You, you, you mustn't mind. Sorry, what was it? Lord Erky Knackle. Of the Tack and Ron Wood. You would do well to remember it. Tack and Ron Wood? Whereabouts is that? 
That is on the Weeping Isles. Perhaps you have heard of those. That is where most mm. gnomes reside. Hard to get a lot of information about the gnomes over on the Weeping Isles. Without further ado, um, if you'd kindly... Just before we go inside, uh, Mr. Tiefling, sir, uh, my uh, Excuse master. me. Uh, that's what you are, isn't it? A tiefling? Yes, but that is not my name. Uh, but that's just how I call people, by their race, not their name. That I don't believe in names. rather uncouth and not really... Well, I suppose that's to be spe- expected by a servant. I, I, you can literally I hit shall me. punish him later. Please ignore him. He, he can is... hit me, Master. I don't mind. I prefer not to hit him. And he, like, shiftily, like, looks at some of the other guests that are, uh, are lighting their carriages and going inside and being shown in by other valets. I have much business... I'm sorry, but I have here on my docket that uh, two Gnomish ambassadors should be coming, but I, on- I see only you. Yes, well, my... Uh, butler here, he seems to be quite skilled in some uses as well, and has been sent by our queen, uh, the Lady Sass. Uh, due to his skill, he is now an ambassador as well, much to my dismay. He's also just here to carry my things. Sorry, what was your name again? Uh, Mr. Schiffer. Both of the gnomes look at each other deep in their disguises. Uh, I would like you both to roll a deception check. Charisma? Charisma. Uh, 20. Unnatural. Unnatural 20. Wait, what check were we rolling again? Persuasion. Persuasion? Deception, sorry. Oh, deception. It's charisma out of the way, isn't it? But you may have proficiency in it. Oh, yeah, true. 11. 11. Not great. (laughs) It's an assisted roll. Um... He narrows his eyes at you and looks at your butler, but it seems like he would. Um, he was about to question your authority, but uh, Mr. Schiffer, uh, as Edvard, has disguised himself. <laughs> Just inform, I, I remind you, w- were you dressed? You were not dressed in No, your I was Lord's still in clothes. my leathers. We didn't put our disguises on. No. No. Um, and uh, <laughs> have them... He, he looks at... He looks we are wearisome from travel. We must change before dinner. Is yes. there a room in which we may do that, sir? Oh, yes, of course. That is evident. Um, Master, this is a very large building. I believe they might have some rooms, yes. Yes, of course, of course. And he snaps his fingers a couple of times um, and ushers over another one of these ashen skin servants. They, they almost look uh, like you can barely tell them apart from each other, except for minor changes in their height and build. Um, but they have extremely plain faces, and up close it almost looks like they're made of stone. Um, he, he just uh, puts his hand to his side and whispers, oh, Could you just escort these two up to the palace? Find them a cloakroom in which they can change. I'll make sure they don't talk to too many of the other guests on their way in. Asher, Asher. Shifa, yes, bring, bring our things. Uh, right away, sir. Very odd. A manservant attending a ball, he says, as he... Uh, turns on his heel and he goes to a carriage that has come up behind you that's like offering up. Um, you are left standing in front of uh, this um, stony-faced valet. Uh, he looks down at you um, and then turns and he goes follow. Lead. Um, he walks a very decided steps up to the castle. You hear like the click, clack, click, clack. I say behind him, those are very decided steps. <laughs> He turns, he looks back over his shoulder, and he goes, Thank you. Um, um, his footsteps uh, echo out, and so do yours, um, and you look down and you see that the, the ground itself 
um, the pathway leading up is obsidian. The whole tower is obsidian. Um, you go over a moat uh, as well, like a, a drawbridge that is let down. Uh, a great river runs around the palace. Um, you can see that there is one great parapet, uh, the, a tower that stretches up out of it. Um, there seems to be a large domed main floor, uh, and then a, a, a few sort of bobbles on top that seem to be like rooms, and then a large walkway that seems to span a lot of it. Um, but you are led over the bridge um, and up to the main door. You can see other guests are laughing and um, meet and greeting. You can see that there is there are many different races here. Um, there is uh, a group of elves that seem to be all keeping to themselves, like in a pack. Um, Classic you can elves. See <laughs> you murmur under your breath. Yes. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this always happens. One of them looks over at you, um, and his like his his pointed ears seem seemingly got heard you. Up. Um, he's. Uh, very finely dressed as everyone is in like um, uh, a blue uh, tunic of sorts that is wrapped around him. Um, he just looks at you and just goes, oh, they're just letting anybody into this thing every year. Now, um, you, you keep walking, you see that there is um, coming up from the river um, like the, that leads into the moat um, is a procession of bullywugs. Um, if you know what these are. They are frogmen. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are helping a... Um, a bit of history. I hate them. Uh, Jaren... I hate one of them. I don't. Jaren has... Uh, There's a relationship here. Jaren has, different. over time, despised bullywugs. There have been bullywugs that have stolen from him. One specific bullywug that is stolen from him. Um, Do I recognise any of the bullywugs? No, your eyes scan them. Um, and you see that frantically searching. They are one. currently helping a. Maybe um, kill him. They're helping a very large fat bullywug that's maybe like three times their size, um, disembark from a great uh, boat like a vessel um, that has like uh, lots of carvings in it. Um, all these bullywugs, a lot of them have spears. They seem like guards. Um, they are pretty crudely dressed. They're the large bullywug that's being escorted, he has a large crown on his head. Um, he has um, like a, f a furry cloak around him. Um, and he has like a, a gold chain around that. Um, he has a small uh, piercing in one ear that has a, like a glittering gem embedded into it. Um, and he uses a lot of the bullywugs as he gets out of the craft as like almost leverage, like he puts a hand on top of each of their heads and just like <laughs> pushing them down. Yeah, um, but you, you, can, you can only catch this, like you, you're whisked further onwards um, by your valet uh, in, into the palace, um, through the doors and uh, up onto um, the entrance. Um, a large uh, deep purple uh, rug spills out in front of you and goes all the way along the main place. Good color. map for this. Um, we get a map? No. I get a map. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, the, the thing about podcasts is that no one can see the map. I want to see the map. Uh, you can see the map afterwards. <laughs> Post-recording. To be found on the website. <laughs> yes. So uh, you are led through the... You're led through the main doorway and immediately you are greeted by like this, this, um, this purple... 
rug, like, um, follows, it follows your eye and you see just, like, a beautiful white crystal chandelier dangling from the ceiling. Um, the room is magically well lit. Uh, there are paintings, fine paintings, all across the walls. They seem to have different gins that have held the Obsidian Palace over the course of the centuries and decades. Um, most of them seem to be of Brimlot himself. Um, when you catch a glimpse of him, uh, he has a very dark maroon skin. Uh, he seems to be, although quite tall, um, quite lean. Is he uh, humanoid in shape? Yeah, very humanoid. Um, in fact, if you hadn't been told he was a djinn, you might you might even not know. Um, he has a very fine um, black uh, goatee under under his chin. Um, his hair is pulled back in a in a bun behind his head. A top knot, you could say. A top say. knot. Um, he has. Uh, in a lot of photos, dressed in very luxurious and lavish uh, clothing, sometimes um, an evening jacket, like dinner jacket, surrounded by. Um, you can see you can see in one painting that you hover over just before uh, your valet takes you upstairs is a painting of him with all of his servants, um, and you see there's about two hundred of these ashen-faced. Um, you're starting to suspect perhaps golems. Um, of some sort mm. uh, in the way that they move um, but you also see uh, his butler beside beside him the, the one that uh, escorted you earlier Hadlam um, the tiefling yes um, so you were led up uh, there are two curving round um, staircases uh, that seem to lead up to the upper levels um, but he doesn't he doesn't deposit you there he takes you to a left through a small door um that leads you to a uh like it seems to be the morning room many paintings um large tables uh a bureau in the corner uh it seems to be a sort of entertaining room um you can see that several of these um golems the valets are setting up a champagne tower uh, using glasses on a big round table in the middle. Uh, they look over at you as you're being brought through there uh, immediately, but um, the golem that's leading you just like hushes them, like waves his hands, and you make an immediate right through another doorway. Um, the doors are made of like a fine uh, mahogany, um, and so are the frames, but the walls are actually made of obsidian. Um, it seems that you're brought to a, uh, a like, a uh, just a crossway room and then into where that seems to lead into some of the servants quarters um, and off to the side you are brought to um, it seems the butler's uh, quarters his office his study um, he leads you into this room and he goes uh, you may change here I shall wait outside please much obliged thank you very much thank you at your service the door closes uh, in this room uh, there is like a, a large desk. It seems to be used quite a lot. Um, a I lot go up to it and open some of the drawers in the desk. Okay. O on the desk is a lot of silverware that seems to be midway through being polished. Um, there are like uh, little candles off to the side for lighting. Um, as you start rifling through um, the drawers, <laughs> please make a investigation check. Twenty-four. Four. All right. You find not a lot, to be honest. Uh, uh, the majority of what's in this chest, uh, in this uh, desk, desk. Sorry, the majority of what's in this desk is like 
letters and notes. It seems that he's been busying himself a lot with um, uh, invitations and seating plans. Uh, and you can you even find like uh, the seating plan for this evening. Uh, it seems that a lot of the names have been already because he he sort of ticked it as he went. Have been taken and put onto the tables in the dining room in another room in the house um, in the palace. Is there a list of names? Yes, there is a list of, of guests. Names. Would you like to inspect the list of names? I would like to hear some names, please. Uh, so there are there, there seem to be two lists. There seems to be one list, and they are, they are named as such. Uh, there is one that is contenders, and there are others who are um, treasured guests. I uh, search for our, our um, names, the, the Nomish ambassadors. You find two Nomish ambassadors on uh, the guests list, not the contenders list. Oh. Hmm. They look at each other. Well, because we're in the room, I can drop out a character. So, Edvard, I've noticed that we're not contenders. We need to change something about this. We need to stand out somehow. We can become contenders, but is it actually necessary? Do we just want to make sure that Aurobel is kept safe tonight and investigate the gene himself, this Brimlot? That's a good point. And not worry about the wish. Having said that, wishes are I good. I want a wish. <laughs> How to change our names from one list to the other? Well, oh, literally erase our name and put it on the other <laughs> list. I mean, I feel like they've already got the information about us. Couldn't hurt though. They know. As you scan, as you scan the uh, the list, um, you can see that there there are a few people that they've just been listed as like, like you can see that there 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 were names beside um, your. Uh, the, the Gnomish ambassadors, but they seem to know of the tradition of gnom, gnomes changing their names, um, and they, they they just didn't bother. Like, there, there, <laughs> there are names for, like, other other races there, like for elves and humans and half-orcs. Are there any, um... Uh, br- uh, the frogmen. Are there any frogmen names there? Uh, any frogmen names? Yeah. Uh, please roll an intelligence check to figure out the... What a frogman name. recognise the etymologies of frogman names. I have low intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. That's an unnatural seven. Uh, can you assist me? Uh... A seven. You, you scan it. You can't see any, you can't see any bullywug names. Bullywug. I help. <laughs> what was it? Intelligence? Uh, yes. An investigation, really. Oh, investigation. Uh, eight. Eight. So not much better. There's one name that spots out to you um, on the contenders list, and it's very obvious because it has been underlined, um, and it is King Gub. King Gub. And it says King Gub of the Maestad. Well, that, that's a clue. <laughs> yes. Like, but that's the very basic. Well, we know Glorub from the Maestad. Exactly. The bastard. Glorub is the an friend, old friend of these two. So Gub the King. Uh, we should maybe cozy up to him a little bit, maybe find out why he's such a contender. We could get that wish from him if he wins. Maybe. Maybe. He's a frog. There's a, a as you're chatting, there's a... Are you finished? You can barely hear it. Make a listen check. <laughs> a listen check? Nat 8. Oh, got a natural 4. What is... Perception. Is it perception? Yes. Okay, 12. Uh, Thank goodness I have a high perception. Neither of you, can hear, neither of you can hear his words, but you hear you hear like a whisper at the door. It's seemingly the golem is ushering you to, to come out. We won't be a moment. We are finalizing our wardrobe. Mm. Uh, we're coming. You hear nothing else. 
we should get changed. <laughs> the two gnomes uh, hastily uh, jump out of their clothing and into their fine clothing. Would you like to describe what those are? Uh, yes, so I jump out of my regular leathers into uh, more formal-looking leathers. I so must remind you, you lose your um, armor class bonus from that. Yes, I know. So my armor now goes down to 12 from 13. Cool. Um, so you know. Um, so it's more much of a more finer leather... Um, it's still leather. It's like a leather jacket. Yeah, it's still leather, okay. but it's like a black leather as opposed to like a brown um, What sort of like shirt do you have? Like a, a white tunic shirt underneath? <laughs> Um, uh, white leather tunic shirt underneath. That's a lot of leather. It's a lot of leather. Man, you're gonna be a sweaty gnome under that. That's fine. <laughs> what are your trousers? I'm gonna take a guess. Leather. Oh god. <laughs> Shoes? They're leather as well. Wow. I mean, that's <laughs> close to fetish level stuff. Um, These are my stripper pants. What does Edvard change into? Because it, it is a dramatic change. I literally go from those silks. I stash them all away. Yeah. And now I'm wearing this like skivvy for a top. This pure black skivvy, long sleeve, turtleneck, <laughs> just just blackness. Yeah. And my my pants are like like flared black pants. Yeah. So I'm just a black being of a like a shadow being, but I'm also short like a gnome. Yeah. So What's, it's an odd look. Do you style your hair at all and take out piercings uh, or I wax it flat back. Yeah. Um I leave um my earrings in, but all the other piercings I take off. Yeah. And my shoes are uh th- four inch heels, black heels. Four inches. Yeah. Wow. Platforms. Does that impede you in, in any way? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. But you, you're, you're like still clumpers. a master of your body. You can still, you still probably perform easily taking them off and on. I want, I want everyone to like know, around whilst wearing them. You like that I'm with him, but I'm, I'm lesser than him because I look like such a weird thing. I mean, so but you're taller so than so me with your he. heels. Yeah. So, so I'm like your bodyguard almost as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, does he though? I might just add that. What? He's wearing all leather. You're wearing a white leather under black leather. <laughs> Are you sure? And a little leather bow tie, yes. Leather bow tie. A as leather well. bow tie. We look like but, you know that's the nomish fashion at the moment. It's it's leather on leather. It's so it, in. It's all the rage and joy. <laughs> in the higher circles. Well, you change you change it, you change quickly um, and stash your the rest of your clothes back into your bag. Mm. Um, which you, I'm carrying. Yeah, you have weapons on you at the moment, do you? I still have my loot. You have your loot axe. Yes. Which is slung over your shoulder. And you have your... Well, the Crimson King is... He stands out. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is a scimitar of yours. Yes, this is a scimitar that I have found on my travels in the past. Um, it's a scimitar that you actually had enchanted. Um, so that it can burst into flames. Yes, uh, it is a magical <laughs> scimitar with a red ruby at the base of its pommel. Um, it looks almost like Damascus steel. Except uh, instead of black uh, Damascus lines, it has red, like a dark crimson, mm. that glow like embers uh, under the surface. Ah. It, it's just held at your st- side by like a light, like a small loop that you put it through, like a sash almost. So I have it in my sash. Yes, at the moment. Um, around my waist. Yeah, basically. Many people are actually wearing um, like swords, ceremonial and weapons, kind but of stuff. Yeah, for for decorative purposes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it is not that that's like you you did see at the doorway that some people were were having crossbows and stuff confiscated for them a, a few elves <laughs> small being, cannons yeah maybe. were being no no they were being frisked and found like small hand crossbows yeah and like um 
you know, but people were still allowed a few knives and stuff. Aurabel is a strict city magically, mm. but not so much. Melee. Yeah, melee. Do cool. we still have our bag of holding with us? You do, that is slung around your, your that, side stuff. Yeah. Ooh, is all our stuff holding. still in it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, cool. you have a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> Lots of things. Um, so we're, uh, we're ready to go, I think. I think we are. Yeah. Uh, do we have a plan? There's another knot. <laughs> None. <laughs> Great. Ah. This time, he just like... Shiver, open the door. Opening now, sir. Thank you, sir. Very good, sir. Door creaks open. You see the ashen face. He seems he seems slightly concerned and annoyed <laughs> that you've taken so long. Does he, like, have emotion? Yeah, but it's they, they just look very similar to all each other. Okay. He's got a very stony face. By very similar, do you mean, like, clones? <laughs> Almost clone-like. <laughs> okay. But there is variance but, between them. Okay, some differences. Okay, sure. Uh, sorry about the like, way... Like, they're all made from an imperfect mold. Oh, that's sad. Perhaps. <laughs> Aren't we all, though? That's what makes it beautiful. Yeah. This is also a philosophy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to the story. <laughs> he looks down at you just like, Would you please accompany me in the drinks room? Right away, right away. Master, he's asking us to accompany him. Is that okay? I can hear him, Schiffer. Thank you. Sorry, Master. You hear, you hear just a very hurried, like, <laughs> You see, um... Hadlam. Hadlam. It's Hadlam, yeah. Hadlam. You should know as the DM. I, yeah, all right. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, you see Hadlam approach you. Um, through. He, like, pushes open a door, oh. uh, enters into this room, and he goes, Oh, good. They're still here. And wait, what on Hellion are you wearing? This is... Staring all... specifically at Jaren in his leathers. <laughs> this is... This leather look is all the fashion in Joy. Uh, I'll have you know that in the upper rings, this is high art, what I'm wearing. He's Good a walking God. masterpiece. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Schiffer. I, I'm Anytime. not going to make you... I'm not going to... Yeah, he's... He, he, <laughs> he just mutters on his breath. He's like, oh, after seeing you in that, Brimlot is going to want one himself. It's awful. The styles and the fashions from all over Drake and Hellion, nothing matches, nothing fits, everything's out of place. God, kind of chaotic, isn't stress it? me out. Hmm? Kind of chaotic. Yes, have you ever been to Joy? No. It's I... kind of what we're about. No, I have not been to the Isle of Joy. Shame. It shows in your face. There's like a moment of silence as he just stares down at you. We could show you a good time, sir. <laughs> Excuse me? My master's right, you know. We know a lot of different uh, places to go, people to see. They look coyly at each other, the two gnomes. <laughs> what exactly are you saying? Well, we've seen things and done things that most people haven't. Maybe if you came down to join one weekend, we could show you a good time. We know where all the pleasurable places are. Oh, I do not frequent brothels. Oh, Tastes they're not brothels. Tasted. Smells you've never smelled. Dances you've never danced. Substances you know, you've never substanced. You see, his his eyes like glaze over a little bit, um, and he like stares into into the void, like into the <laughs> his future that could be, um, <laughs> on joy. But then he snaps out of it and goes, "No, look, it I is don't. our different cultures that make us beautiful and unique." Yes, please, may I have your full names and titles so I may announce it when I enter you into the drinking parlor? I am Lord Erky Knackle of the Tack and Ron Wood. Lord Erkinackle of the Tackenron Wood, of course. And these may change over the course of the evening, I've been told. When it uh, pleases us, perhaps. But for now, I am 
Mr. Mr. Schiffer. Mr. Mr. Schiffer. What is first your first name, name and title? Last name Schiffer. Title Mr. First name Mr. Last, last name, name Schiffer. Schiffer. Uh, that seems not correct. It seems it. And is that it Gnomish? Is this something Gnomish? This is very regular in Gnomish culture. Oh, it's all the rage. Oh, I find I it like almost you offensive that you are doubting I am going to announce you. My father's name is Mr. Lord. That's Glint. it. Mr. Lord Glint. Glint! Yes. May I announce you as Lord Schiffer Glint, then? No, my last name is Schiffer. <laughs> I changed in the autumn. <laughs> Good God. Brimlot will be doing his speech and uh, entertaining you guests over the course of dinner. I'm going to need to know what everybody's called. Now, Mr. Mr. Schiffer. Mr. Mr. It's Schiffer is easy. not a real name. And he stamps his foot down. I do not appreciate the tone you are taking with my servant, sir. Uh, this is our culture. You are disrespecting us. You will do well Gnomes to respect Lord us. I am sorry. But... You will be I shall announce say? you as Master Schiffer, and that is that. Fine. What a rude, rude person. Let's never come I'm back glad to you don't building. behave that way, Schiffer. Never, sir. Mr. Mr. Schiffer, I will call you by your name. It feels good, thank you. He, he ushers you to follow him with a hand, um, just like flicking two fingers. To Under my him. breath, I just whisper my master's name, Erky Knackle, Erky Knackle, Erky, because it's just <laughs> rhythmic and fun. <laughs> Yes, Mr. Mr. Schiffer. Mr. Mr. Schiffer. They mutter each other's names. Um, and you seem to go around a back way, a back passage that other servants, other valets are like rushing back and forth on. Um, you seem to be taking as many of the servants' routes, sir. Yes, because you shall have an entrance because you were taken to change, which is not usual for many of the other guests. We're gnomes. <laughs> that yes, should be explanation enough. I have learned this now, you know, and I don't suppose we shall have many more gnomes. You seem this. tired of us. I'm very tired of you. But luckily, here we are. Um, and he I whispered it. to Edvard, I don't, th- I don't think we're making a very good impression. The door, the door is like, it's a large double door of mahogany, and it's like creaked open. Um, and you see to the side, there is a finely dressed, um, like, ashen golem um, with a large halberd. Um, and there seem to be several of them. Um, like stationed either side of the door, uh, he uh, whispers into his ear, and um, there are lots of guests in this room. You see that um, they're underneath the chandelier that you walked past earlier. Um, there's the purple staircase. Rug. There's the purple rug. The, yeah. It's the same main hall. Yeah. Um, you see that a lot of them are uh, mixing uh, with uh, um, fine wines. They've got like some people have like tankards of beer. Um, there are there's a um, musical instruments seem to be magically suspended in the air and they are playing themselves. Um, there's a large harp right above the doorway where you're at. Um, I resist the urge to make a pun about you talking about instruments playing with themselves. Jaren tries as hard <laughs> not to make everybody vomit. Jaren playing the character Lord Erky Knuckle who our hosts believe <laughs> is simply a different name because they know we're gnomes. This Sorry, is this is more convoluted. for me than it is for you guys. No, fair. <laughs> Sometimes the story can get a bit uh, mixed. 
layers upon layers. layers. The important yeah. thing is we know what we're talking yeah. about. There's yeah. There's a <laughs> goosh, goosh, goosh as he bangs his uh, halberd down the floor. And some of the guests re- continue talking, but a lot of them stop. Um, and people turn uh, and you see Hadlam uh, just go, uh, Lord Erkinackle and Master Schiffer. I scream and beat my chest. <laughs> oh, then please. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, you do this. Uh, Hadlam <laughs> just puts his hand to his forehead, closes his eyes, and you see his eyes like flutter a little bit, like oh god, like underneath as he as he tries to think about why. You <laughs> you made it onto this guest list. How this occurred. Where the best joy has to offer. That was the very first episode of Fate and Fables, A Jin's Wish, Chapter 1. Thank you so much for listening this far. Uh, I would only ask, please, if you would subscribe and rate if you did enjoy it. Um, there's extra content up on fateandfables.com, our website. Uh, there's sort of things like maps and little bios for the voice actors as well as like blog posts going behind the screen as a DM a little knowledge about the world you know bits and bobs Um, the next couple of episodes chapter 2 and 3 are already up so you can go ahead and list them if you you fancy or not whatever no please do listen to them Uh, I've loved making these and I've put a lot of work into them Uh, hope you've enjoyed listening to them Alright, I'm waffling now. The music's going. Alright, see you next time. Bye!